DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? I'm <laughs> DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I do no episode, not one, without my dog, my partner, my man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What it do, brother? With their voice and sing. <laughs> what it do, man? Got had to had to sing the national anthem for for Independence Day, dog. It's beautiful. How you man. feeling? It's beautiful, man. Black black people are we, we're making progress. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Turn Juneteenth into something, man. How was your Juneteenth? <laughs> uh, Juneteenth was cr- uh, cool, man. I I'll be honest, I didn't have a day off, and uh, not yet. That's yeah, it. I didn't not, have a day off. Not so, yet, man. Yeah, not, yeah, not yet. Exactly. Uh, but I did get one meeting canceled for work, which is which is progress. And it's funny because as a black person, you just gotta take like little victories. People be dancing over, like you know, what I'm saying like even when you think about Juneteenth itself, and not to say that it's not a cause for celebration, and but a lot of times we find. A celebration and joy out of tragedy so when you think about juneteenth we're celebrating like physically being freed after like we were supposed to be freed for two years and somebody came and made the announcement like hey y'all ain't heard y'all ain't supposed to be doing this for free you know what i'm saying <laughs> like that's crazy like the government like two years like imagine that shit they're like yeah man we gotta, I, oh, man. We gotta keep this going <laughs> It's, yeah. it's actually pretty tragic. It's, it's one of those things like it's you know like the whitewashing of history. Like <laughs> like hey, we ain't gonna tell them about that part. <laughs> so let's keep that out of the history. Right. But, but yeah, man, it uh, it, it was it was a holiday that I actually never heard of until I, I moved into uh, upstate New York. And actually, I was working at a radio station, did an event in Schenectady, New York, where I actually live now. And it's like, um, they were celebrating, and I'm like. What the hell y'all talking about? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but it was, it was, it was like a, a eye opening event, and it was crazy because um, my my girl actually told me a story. She was like, how she like she never knew about it till like about like a year ago or something like that, and so she was telling her friends about it, and they were like, nah, I don't think that's real. <laughs> I can perfectly understand. Like I, I was like, uh, I, I can see how that they would that would be their response. So, but man, shout out to yeah. Juneteenth. We uh. We own the word matters now. Like you can't say nothing matters <laughs> unless it got black lives in front of it, bro. Because you definitely will get will get roasted. Uh, Dabble Sweeney caught that with the uh, he wore a t shirt that said "Football Matters." I don't know if you have seen that, but uh, was it the created designed before Black Lives Matter? Because I'd like to know that because I understand that the word matters is a, a word, but I mean the truth is is that you have to understand the, the the context of the world of, of what's going on right now. Like, you know, for instance, like there was a, a time when people would say, like if, if somebody was getting the, a raw deal out of someone or, or the short end of a stick, they would be, that person's getting raped, being figurative and saying that that person's getting gypped or they're getting whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? By the way, I think the word "gypped" is even a, a, a derogatory term towards gypsies. Is that what it? But, oh, you and, know, I never thought about that. <laughs> my ear, you might. And, and I'm repeating it and shit. That's like that's like if a white podcast star saying, "Yeah, the word nigger." Uh, it's actually not a good thing to say because the word "nigger" is, is actually meaning. Yo, yeah, but it's, that's like a mad 1990s term. Like kids don't know about "gyp." No <laughs> They're like, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah, that nigga got ball capped, man. That was all cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a Jack Nicholson term. That's some old, 
<laughs> some old shit from an old Tom Hanks movie. But yeah, but but, <laughs> but yeah, that matter shit. Just knowing the context, because the, the Black Lives Matter. I've seen people put other like matters under certain shit because the Black Lives Matter. It, it is a cool. It is a, a catchy, punchy phrase. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it, it says so much, and it's just real short. Hashtag BLM. You know. It's probably the longest hashtag that kind of you can is that's easy to type almost. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, a, it's an entire sentence, mm-hmm. but you could put it in a hashtag. So like it's just a cool. Is it's a along with the meaning of it, it it in itself is a good slogan. So people, football matters. This matters. That matters. And um, I, I've seen I've seen that shit before, and I feel like people are just appropriating that thing because nobody ever thought to put that before Black Lives Matter. So. Why do why it now? now and why try to water it down? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For what I understand, it's uh football matters is an NFL program. Um, you know, used to I guess like their 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 community service kind of um movement, so to speak. Um, but to wear the okay, shirt, well, I feel differently about it now than if if it's like an actual group, like a program that, or something like that, right? But to wear it now, you know what you knew what you was putting on that morning. Right, <laughs> like you right. didn't just wake up in the middle of a protest. Oh. <laughs> this one yeah and you know yeah. what you put on that morning so it's just like and then you took it actually only came out because he took a picture that ended up on social media you know what i mean but from what i understand he he wore the shirt before it ain't just like you know what i'm saying that ain't the first time he wore the shirt but like so people who seen him on campus wearing the shirt before all the civil unrest has been going on but it doesn't look good because i don't know if you also heard about Dabo sweeney he had a, a coach use the n-word um it, uh, during practice and Dabo Sweeney is the coach of what uh, South Clemson. Carolina, something Clemson, uh, the, Clemson. The, yeah, it's in South and it's in South Carolina. Uh, Definitely one of the highest that, paid, say, uh, one of the highest paid coaches too. Just to, you know, what I mean, show you why he's not being fired. Yeah. Um, and to that, I think a lot of black people are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised about that. But you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> it's kind of like when that the, that governor of uh, Virginia was in blackface back yeah. when he was younger. The black people when they polled. Everyone, everyone was outraged. Like when you just take the entire population, okay. Then they just uh, polled black people, and they're like, "Yeah, makes it. That's about right. Let him, let him do what he does, because whoever the next guy is, is a disaster." And actually, the one next up was accused of of um of um sexual assault of a lady back in his college years. So it's like, all right, man, just take the black face. We'll take just the- leave him. <laughs> <laughs> you take the blackface, and then behind the dude, behind the lieutenant governor would have been, I think, in Virginia would have been like the attorney general or something. That dude had a blackface, <laughs> and he. I like when people come out and like self, like uh, oh, turn themselves in with shit self like expose. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he said, "Hey, uh, by the way, y'all, just <laughs> so y'all not surprised, I dabble a little blackface also. So <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that right there. So, but look at." <laughs> but look at them now though in Virginia which was one of like the most adamant slave states back in the day they I think I think he's looking to to oh is that North Carolina I'm fucking up my news fuck it I'm gonna go with this one I think he wants to make Juneteenth <laughs> a holiday that's the news y'all <laughs> don't look that shit up nah um it's like finding out Hulk Hogan used the n-word it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. It's a mustache. <laughs> yeah, it tracks. Uh, it makes sense. Because you know, like a, a lot of times, a lot of, in a lot of workplaces, especially diverse workplaces, and by diverse, I mean like it's not, it's not. Uh, let's say it's like forty percent bl- uh, black 
and then 60% white, which is relatively diverse, mm-hmm. right? And workplaces like that is a, a lot of, in a weird way, a lot of those white dudes are racist and a lot of those black dudes are racist also. <laughs> but in those settings, they have amazing relationships. Like my dad, when growing up, my dad was a mechanic. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of blue collar jobs have that kind of dynamic. In warehouses, and, um, warehouses, uh, police stations. Like they have that kind of dynamic, and it's a lot of racist shit going back and forth. And somehow they make it work. And I, I just feel as if Virginia is a giant warehouse where you're like, <laughs> man, this. It makes sense. That racism, it's, it hurts, but we live with it. I was Googling something about Virginia one time. I forgot what I was, what I was looking up. And I see something about like a, a, a slave block, like the sale block of, a slave, of slaves was just like like recently removed. <laughs> like, and it's just yeah. like, oh, no, that's yeah, it's on, it's on point. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Virginia, like it's, I think, I think Richmond was the, I think it was like the capital capital of the Confederacy. Once again, don't look it up. Just take my word for it. <laughs> Yo, but but that's not even surprising, bro. Because like literally, I don't know if you know this. Keep have you heard? Um, <laughs> but like a week ago, you could fire a person right for being gay, bi, uh, trans. Like just literally, just like, all right, I'm fire you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And then on Monday, uh, it became illegal. In 2020, you cannot fire someone for being gay, bisexual, or transgender. Like, like that's that's why there's still like slave blocks <laughs> that, yeah. that haven't been removed because you know what I mean. Like America needs to look itself in the face. Like it took 2020 for that to come along. Yeah, it's funny. I was reading. I got. I woke up too early this morning. I'm really sensitive to sunlight coming in. Okay, and uh, and uh wifey didn't close the curtains like the sun the joint that blocks the sun out gotcha but um so i woke up early so i just started reading the new york times and i saw this article by david brooks basically saying that being moderate uh with with uh, like civil rights type stuff it it won't cut it and um i'm a moderate politically but like i feel like for civil rights like you can't be like yeah we just give a little bit here and a little bit there Mm -hmm. It just won't work. Like Barack Obama tried to be moderate when he first was president. But like, yeah, uh, gays are cool. I mean, they got relationships and shit. But that marriage stuff, slow down, man. I don't know about all that. Just chill out. <laughs> chill the fuck out. Right? But then Joe Biden actually spoke out against um, for gay marriage before Barack Obama did. And I, I, he was actually being out of pocket because his boss didn't even speak up for that policy yet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the, the point is, is that, yeah, in 2020, imagine, man, like... You could fire somebody for being gay or trans, and it was all right. Like you literally, and you have to fault, go ahead. bring this to the Supreme Court <laughs> to, to the, the Supreme fucking Court. It's crazy. Like you thought someone was qualified, like you're the best candidate, and now we're just gonna fire. This is like <laughs> this is the nonsense that we live in, man. And like, like, like I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, liberal, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm for hey, you know what I mean? It's like I ain't here to judge nobody. You know what I'm saying? So. To me, that's insane. You know what I mean? I know there's some people out yeah. there that's just like, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but it's just like that's the that's like crazy that that's the society that we live in. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm um, I guess I'm happy for the LGBTQ community, man. Like, it's uh, it's awesome. You know what I mean? It's a step in the right direction. At least you know, cause you know what I read a good quote. Like, not all gay people get married, but all gay people work. 
And I was like, yo, right. that's a good point. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's as you see now, being pointed out more than ever, and I I, 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 I applaud it. But, like, the the best way to hold down a, a group of people is financially, you know what I'm saying? As, as we're finding out more things about black history and history in America, you see how financially African-Americans have been held down, you know what I mean? Like, systematically denied right, loans, right. you know what I'm saying, um, and things of that nature. So the same thing goes for, for, for this community is like if you could just fire them and, and stop their income, there's no way for them to have generational wealth if, if you're stopping them from making money in this generation, you know what I mean? So it's... it's right, um, right. And that's crazy that there are places in the country where that was perfectly legal uh, before this week. So uh, I guess uh, something to step in the right direction for 2020, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Um <clears throat> Let's see what else I got here, man. It was, it was, it was. Oh, Bubba Wallace versus the Confederate flag. <laughs> Your man, uh, Bubba Wallace, uh, NASCAR racer, decided. You know, what I'm saying, I don't, I don't know, I, and I didn't really know Bubba Wallace before this, to be honest with you. So I don't know if this is a movement he's been pushing for a minute, but it definitely. I don't think it was because it definitely made news when he said in the interview that uh, he thinks NASCAR should uh, remove Confederate flags from their races. And when he first said yeah. it, I mean, it had a day or two where people were just like, all right, Bubba. Like, I, when I read the headline, I thought Bubba Wallace was white. <laughs> so I kind of was like, that's what's up, man. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he, he, you know what I'm saying? He seen what happened to Drew Brees. He's trying to go the whole <laughs> whole opposite direction with it. So I was like, all right, that's cool. But then I was like, oh, it's a brother? Like, that's what's up, man. Like, going hard in the paint. And um, yeah, and he's pretty good, right? I think he's like the only black person uh, in the top tier of, of racing or something. Uh, from what I understand, yeah, definitely. Um, in NASCAR. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's... In NASCAR, yeah. It's awesome that he... Uh, was took the stand and even at that alone I thought people were applauding him for even taking that stand taking that risk cause you're like you know it's confederate flagged out when you go to it's like it's like a gang rally <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that's their gang you know what I'm saying so it's um amazing that NASCAR a couple of days later said alright we gonna, we gonna remove the confederate flags we gonna do it and um held a race where uh there was none fine now I think it's really easy to do it right now during this pandemic because there's no fans so the stands are completely empty, um, yeah. but to take that stand as a uh, a league and, and definitely as an individual in Bubba Wallace's case, I think it's awesome. You know, and I gotta applaud it. Um, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, man, that anybody, any black person who's been in, you know, the only black person in a room or in a company on the team, or maybe is you and one other uh, black person, like in your head. You be having mad protests and marches and shit, but outside your face, you just be having. You just, you just you, I, I don't know how to explain. You just be, they be like, yo, man, you know that Keith, he sure is a good one, but but the truth is, like, yo, man, these bills, Georgia Power won't won't give a nigga lights free. You know, I mean, it, it sounds, you know, I joke, but it's a serious consideration. Like, you can't be speaking up like that because they can start finding a reason to fire you. Mm-hmm. However, right now in this climate, there's a space for black employees to speak out. And I, and, I, and this is what um, the Bob Watson joint reminds me of. Wallace. Like right now, I'm, I'm looking at a, a Wallace. And by the way, I typed in Bubba Watson <laughs> and a white dude popped up. It was a white a golfer. It was like the whitest dude I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. Make, he make Conan O'Brien look like goddamn Serge Ibaka. Like it was crazy. Um <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yo, type in Bubba Watson. I know who he is. I know who he is. 
But yeah, that's funny. Man, you know, you know what else is funny? This dude, uh, Bubba Wallace, his real name was Darrell. No, and no, it's not. Is it really? Ah, uh, yo, son, Darrell Bubba quote uh, quote Bubba unquote Wallace Junior. This is and and the New York Times is good for for using cats' government name like Joe Biden. Anytime they write about him, they call him Joseph R. Biden Junior. I find it fascinating. <laughs> like my legal name is, is Keith, but I wonder if they would lengthen my shit to like Keith Ophis or something just to make my shit official. But anyway, Darrell Wallace Junior. Uh, <laughs> and this is the shit that they try to do to Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, and when he was running, they try to put that shit in the news. <laughs> Only if NASCAR on Fox News, they'd be like, "Yeah." And Darrell Wallace, he wants to take away our culture. I'm not calling. I'm not calling him Bubba. <laughs> it's my nephew's name. I ain't calling him Bubba. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> and they gonna take away his Bubba, his barbershop name too, man. man give me that Bubba shit. His name is Darrell from now on. But it, it, it's funny because it said, um, basically, it's a surprise that he spoke up and they interviewed his mother, Desiree Wallace, and she said, I was shocked. She said, wait a minute, is this my son? Listen, yo, dog, like his mom's a surprise. That's crazy. Like a lot of people ain't activists, but in the, I told you, man, like when you have that black person at work, and like don't think that they not. The first chance they get to overthrow the damn government, they won't. Like in, in, our, in all of our heads, this protest always playing over and over and over. I mean, some have the space and maybe the 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 um like the opportunity and the just the the passion and drive and boldness to actually go out and do it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a small percent, right? Like all black people ain't out there in the protest. It might be fifteen percent of us, <clears throat> to be honest. But in the workplace, you see that you see that cat, <laughs> you see that lady, and you know smiles and shit. But and <laughs> do know and they had do they, know and they had yeah they they got the whole shit playing like you know <laughs> let my people go like over and over. But yeah, man, that bubble bubble uh, Wallace joint. <laughs> Bubba Watson, uh, him, man. His, his Google status probably went up and everything. Like, why niggas searching me? <laughs> Hell yeah, shit just spiked all of a sudden. And you probably don't even watch the news because of all the protests and shit. Bubba Watson, so he's like, oh, pretty cool, man. Uh, real quick, Bubba Wallace also drove uh, in the following race in a Black Lives Matter paint scheme. Um, NASCAR, so that was pretty awesome. His uh, Chevy had Black Lives Matter on it, along with the McDonald's logo, uh, Air Force. Um, and had also on the hood had a black and a white hand kind of giving a pound in the words compassion, love, understanding. So he ain't go. That's dope. Yeah, man. like like he he and, and make like, McDonald's has always been really good about uh, in their marketing stuff like um, showing love to the black community. Honestly, I don't know what their organization is like. What's the diversity of their leadership and all that type of stuff? But I know when they marketing, they give black people love. Like Black History Month. I'll be honest, man. I'm black. But I mostly knew Black History Month because of McDonald's commercials, man. I heard a statistic up. the other day. I don't know how true it is, uh, but I heard a statistic that black people are the highest consumers of uh, fast food. Uh, that's all fast food, not necessarily any one company. That's what I like. I said I don't know how true it is. I don't don't quote me on that, but I did I did hear which would make sense why McDonald's is like all right or or why Popeyes, you know what I'm saying? Everybody would hop on board just like hey, we ain't got to offend our fan base. But I don't know how true that. I feel like yeah. everyone needs fast food. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 
What do you mean? Like, I, yeah. I didn't know that to be a black there thing. Are, there are food deserts in the um the the nation, the, right? In a lot of black neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's all they yeah, got. So like in black neighborhoods where um they won't have a lot of markets with fresh produce or good produce, they'll have a lot of like like because of it, people would shop at like um uh, what's it called like Dollar General shit like that. Oh, uh, okay. Or they would get fast food, but I don't know the numbers. Like I don't know the, you know where that number comes from, but mm-hmm. if that's true. I could see how, I could see how that can happen, pretty much. And also why why they would show so much love to that community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also I think the air is, is that, oh no the Marines I think the on Marine bases they're no you're no longer allowed to display Confederate flags on on, on base oh, like okay. T-shirts or bump um, bumper stickers and shit. That's dope. Is that, and that's all of them. That's uh you said was it Marines or or. I think it's I think it's the Marines. Okay. And you know what? Fuck it. I, rem- I removed the word think. It is the Marines. <laughs> Don't look that shit up. You heard it here first. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Clue. Uh, but you were mentioning how like people are feeling empowered now to like talk up to their employers. Um, but people who aren't even getting paid, and we mentioned it before with uh Dabo Sweeney, who uh, by the way his name is Dabo, so, <laughs> which is short short for that boy. <laughs> it's not surprising like, that ass? That's what Dabo's is short for, yeah. Yo, that <laughs> shit is a ill cash money rapper name, kid. <laughs> Dabo. That's I like that, man. I, I got a whole well, I got a whole new love for him, but then I got a whole new hate for him because of the t-shirt. I don't know how to feel about Dabo right now. You can understand, you can understand the t-shirt after Dabo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dabo, that boy. But uh yeah, after what issues were going on with Dabo Sweeney and uh another College coach came under fire, Mike Gundy. He had was uh I guess fishing or something like that. I'm gonna tell you had a picture that ended up on social media where he's wearing a t shirt that says O A N. Are you familiar with uh O A N Keith? Yes. Yeah, it's um some wild like it make Fox News look normal, like some wild network, <laughs> like some independent like um like it's it's like a young Turks, but like all the way on the other end of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it stands for One America News, but it's it's like mm-hmm. super like low key like um, of a network. You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to go out your way to be looking for that. You know what I'm saying? And for him to be yeah. wearing a T-shirt of such a a, a, a far right uh, cable channel, he's obviously in support of it. He actually a couple weeks ago, it, when speaking out about the coronavirus, uh, decided he wanted to big up that that network. So um, once he was taken. Uh, I posted on social media wearing the t-shirt. Uh, his star running back, Chuba Hubbard, um, decided to say, I will not stand for this. He tweeted this, actually. I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it is unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. And, and I want to point that out. Like, that's huge now that we feel, like, enabled. And we, you know what I'm saying, as black people, but even that man as a, as a college student whose scholarship could be taken away, who there could be... Uh, repercussions for him to speak up like that like you said in this in this social climate is awesome um what came after that was weird though <laughs> it was an apology video with mike gundy and chuba hubbard both in the same video uh where mike gundy doesn't even really apologize He's, he speaks on having a meeting with the players um and seeing that uh things were brought to his attention that uh some of his players were offended by but never fully apologizes and then chuba you calling outdoors? Fast and furious. 
and <laughs> shit is crazy out today. The weather getting warm. All right, it's a drag race going on in the tournament. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough Rider video getting shot out there. Uh, man, but uh, Chuba Hubbard was also in the video, but it was weird because Chuba like apologized for going to Twitter. So it was like a video where Mike Gundy did something offensive, but kind of his player was apologizing. Um, yeah. In which he came out with another weird apology, uh, Mike Gundy, that is, saying that he didn't know how One American Nation or Network or whatever, some One American Network feels about uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And after finding out, he's disgusted and wants nothing to do with that. Like, bro, you were wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what are y'all talking about? So, but to your point, Keith, I think it's awesome that players are feeling in, uh, empowered to speak out. And because um, they're not even being paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so to be out there and having to deal with racism or that subtle racism, that like low key, you know what I'm saying? Uh, racism, it's 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 like it's a double smack in the face. Yeah, yeah. And you know, one American. Once again, man, I think it's one of those things that's that's. Uh, I'm not surprised that what, what school is that again? Uh, this was um, Oklahoma State. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Like, if you come to, I don't know, where's a super liberal place? Like, like New York City or like some some hipster neighborhood in Austin, Texas, and you find out people listen to like, I don't know what's a super. People watch the Young Turks or, or, or binge Rachel Maddow or, or whatever. Like you're not like you. It has to be like yeah, that that, make, that about makes sense. So now, to to see that guy's consuming one America news, something that's heavily endorsed by the president, by the way. Oh yeah, and definitely. you know Trump is a dick and all that, but let's not forget he's the president of the United States. So when he says stuff, it matters. Like when the, that um like that first week when we first the, like the nation started shutting down, like we were listening to him for his cues and including me. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I not to say that I necessarily do it, uh, like follow them necessarily what he says, but what he says lets me know what's, I guess, I guess it gives me a feel of how the, the country's gonna be for at least the next two weeks. Okay, after that, so when the president says, "Yo, I bangs with One America News," or he's, um, he like I think he think he be giving them. Uh, like interviews and stuff. He reposted the the uh, so like the story they had on there about the dude from Buffalo. Uh, yeah, like I hit, hit. So like, and that's not the first time he reposted. Like it's not like a, a repost here and there. Like he shows them legitimate regular love. Mm-hmm. So once again, man, that's like if Jay Z shouted out some random mixtape rapper. <clears throat> you don't go look for him. Like some random, mm-hmm. yeah. You go look for him. Like so you'd be digging all through SoundCloud looking for this shit. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I I think it's the same thing. So for this dude to to be rocking that T-shirt, I mean, I'll I be honest, man. I don't personally like sending backlash at people simply because of what media they consume, okay, or like who they vote for, like for that reason. And this is kind of this is the one of the joints that's on the fence, like. I, I guess one American news or whatever it's called stands for a certain kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a lot of people like that shit. They have a huge following, like a very engaged following. So and I imagine now, after all this fucking publicity they getting this week from this dude, <laughs> probably yeah. even more. Because I didn't know what the fuck it was. Right. And then I seen a clip of it where, like, the chick is talking about, is, is Black Lives Matter? Like, what do you really want? 
Do you want more cops to be killed? Do you want more white people to be killed? I'm like, what are you talking about? We want to not be killed. <laughs> like, it's simple. Yeah. It's like it's so funny how like they take the message and they try to pervert it, bro. Like, but it's it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, but to be a coach, you know, with a, of a, a a sport of with mostly black players, and you know your status as a coach. You know people take pictures of you. You know stuff get posted. You know the publicity. So for you to do that, I feel like it's a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know what I mean. Um, and, and so someone else in the sports world that's you know what I mean. Uh, I guess a little peeved off. I don't know if you heard about this, Keith. Have you heard? Um, Kyrie Irving thinks the NBA should not return. Um, I heard a little bit about that, and, and uh, is it because of COVID? It is not because of COVID. He Kyrie on a conference call think uh, stated that he thinks the return of the NBA would distract uh from the social movement that we have going on for lack of a better term, i guess the black lives matter movement we'll call it um that's that's pushing forward uh he feels like the return of the nba would distract from that um which i guess it could be argued that all sports or any form of entertainment is kind of a distraction from that right um right but he actually you know some people were like agreed with Kyrie, were like yeah i think he's right um this would take away from um, the attention that's getting and, and and changes that we're seeing right now. Um, this would take away from that. Um, other people like, you know, didn't agree. LeBron definitely in favor of playing. Um, most people are in favor of playing. But then Kyrie, you know, despite the steam he had, like kind of hijacked his own message by saying, OK, like we should go and create our own league. We shouldn't like we should go in, in, in Kyrie fashion because Kyrie's known to be weird. This is the guy who said, uh. What was the flat Earth? The Earth is flat. Yeah, yeah. and and I believe he tried to dis. He said dinosaurs aren't real or weren't real. I, I should say. Um, another loot, you know, I mean, uh, kooky things. But it's just like he had a good point with the initial. You know, this could be a distraction. Um, and I guess maybe it, I, he didn't have a plan, and that's I think where he failed. And most people are like, all right, you're right, Kyrie. It would be a distraction. So what should we do? Should we all sit out as a league? Should we do? And he didn't really have anything to fight, to to go up on it. Um. Couple that with the fact that people are saying on these conference calls, Kyrie was talking like a really strong anti-LeBron rhetoric. Um, that he was like, "Well, LeBron doesn't determine what this league does, and we got to make this move." And da da da. Um, and then on a following call where Chris Paul and people who were, I guess, friends of LeBron were on it, he didn't really keep that same energy. <laughs> and so it um it looked weird, you know what I'm saying? Also, he's not allowed to go to Orlando um because of COVID nineteen. Um, and people feel like, well, that maybe that's influencing his his new uh, stance on the movement because before that he was kind of gung ho about going until the news came down that you know he might not be able to travel with the team because of health concerns. Um, so it's it, it's weird, you know what I'm saying? But how do you feel about it? Let's take the initial, take Kyrie out of it and, and his weirdness. How, do you think that the NBA returning is going to take away from that uh, movement? I don't think so. <clears throat> I really don't think so. I think I just don't. I just think I happen to think that it's two different things. Mm -hmm. And 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 the reason is it's not like the NFL. The NFL was different because they there was a bit more overlap or they were very involved as far as the NFL and then social issues that involve black people. But like the NBA, kind of, you know, probably everything except allowing the players to kneel have empowered their players to be active in social movements. Like they like letting. Um, I think it was the. Was it the Heat wearing can't I can't breathe LeBron, uh, warm ups? Yeah, LeBron and them. Right? Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was when he was on a Heat, like let him like that. 
It's pretty powerful. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I think Kyrie, I think he got, he's getting swept up in a moment. And I've seen a lot of people get swept up in moments. And uh, I, I, I think I think he just got kind of excited. So, you know what? Let's start our own league. We're going to start our own all-black league. And we're going to call it the Negro League. And, and <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. So... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's I mean that's how I feel about. It. I feel like he was uh, caught up in the moment. Yeah, it sounds like he, he seems was... like a dude. If, if if he weren't in the NBA, he'd probably be doing something creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, and or maybe that would be you know when his career, when his long career is over, like he might get in. I could see him getting into some creative like clothing design or designing something or mm-hmm. or doing movies or something like that. But like, like that, <laughs> that kind of creativity with the facts of what's going on is is. is uh, questionable <laughs> yeah, and then like as a as a league doesn't the nba with that platform have the ability to push the movement even further you know what i'm saying like with marketing alone right yeah, so it's just like why not work with the league and like all right let's let's push for this initiative let's get this instead of you know what i'm saying like it just it, it seems like his he was he was ahead of his skis so to speak <laughs> exactly yeah um but it's uh it, it's a new day keith we we spoke about you know what I mean uh, Bubba Wallace getting the Confederate flag taken down, college players speaking up on social issues, the LGBTQ uh, community getting a Supreme Court ruling. Did you know in the uh, Looney Tunes reboot, Elma Fudd and Yosemite Sam will not be allowed to have guns? Wait, what? Nah, I didn't hear about that one. Nah. They're taking away the hammers? Taking away the hammers. <laughs> taking away the hammers, brother. Uh, Elma Fudd, uh, sorry, Bugs Bunny's enemies, Fudd and Yosemite Sam, have been stripped of their weapons in the relaunched Looney Tunes cartoon series. Um, however, they still will be using dynamite, <laughs> anvils, and things of that nature. But um, I guess I wanted to, my question to you is, do you think like that type of cartoon violence has any type of effect on uh, gun violence in America? Specifically, Man, like Looney that, Tunes, not like you know what I'm saying. Like there are some violent cartoons out there, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean, but not like uh, um, I'm talking about like like Yosemite Sam and Elma Fudd having a, having a gun. Yeah, I, I, uh, not directly. Mm-hmm. It, it probably contributes something, but it's I guess it's that concept of you know the the straw and the camel's back and shit like that. Yeah, that one piece of straw. Uh, it, it might be a little of that. In, would there be a, a great difference in society versus like if they have the guns versus if they didn't? I don't think so. But I guess this is more so the culture that all these guns have, have created. Like how all the, the gun, the gun violence has, has changed culture. Like we can't just make all that, make guns that normal, especially in children's cartoons. Like think about growing up, how normal guns was like we did like before you, Knew, before you knew the, the 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 actual like the violence and the, the 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 carnage and shit that guns could cause on a mass level, like before you really appreciated that, like you know how many times uh, Daffy Duck was shot in the face, <laughs> point blank, right? Like it, it it just became like it becomes so normal and like you become so numb to it that we forgot that Daffy Duck was getting shot in the face with with a, with, with the twelve gauge. <laughs> So I think, 
I think it makes sense, one, to be sensitive to the current moment. Like, people just, like, for instance, I have a homegirl. She was talking about the, the something about a gun, but it, it wasn't the core of the conversation. It might have been, like, just something like, oh, well, you know, we went to the store and then somebody had sneakers and it had, like, a sign on it that looked like a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she her kid, her kid was in the room and she didn't want to say gun. She said, like, the G word or some shit like that. I'm like, what? You can't even give the word gun more uh, uh, delicacy than the word nigger. <laughs> it, it was, but it's 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 a strange, it's strange, but I think necessary because guns have been, the meaning of a gun has changed. I think, you know, this whole thing with the Second Amendment and everything, that's something that was written in the late 1700s when. Like colonizers is like, nah, man, I'm, I'm coming up off that gun. That's mine. Mm-hmm. When that's something you needed probably to protect your family, probably feed them also, shit like that. When we didn't have police forces or, or organized police forces, but then we didn't need guns anymore, like 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 that. But people still clutch to this thing of gun rights, and now, you know, that fight has changed a little bit. The the balance of power is shifted a bit. And we don't have to be having ducks shot in the face. Talking ducks shot in the damn face every week. <laughs> and we, like, uh, I, was, I was reflecting on, on that not too long ago, like how crazy that shit is. Like, just, and like Dave Chappelle pointed out, like, um, sexual assault uh, with Pepe Le Pew and, and, and that cat or whatever. Mm, mm. Well, you just said something, not, not even, you just made me think, like, Bugs Bunny used to wear dresses, right? Right? And, um, yeah. So like the imagery of Bugs Bunny in drag, so to speak, being shot, is pretty like when you think about what's going on in America with you know transgender uh, people, like that's that is pretty bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you take away the the cartoon aspect of it, and there's been some, and, and it's not the first time. There's been like racist stuff in cartoons, bro, <laughs> for years. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Disney has to put a disclaimer on some of their movies. Like this was made at a time where. Uh, Things weren't as culturally culturally sensitive or whatever, so it's like it exists in right. cartoons, bro. It's real, like so. Um, I didn't even really think about it as, as that serious, but like you think about it as you over, as you see it time after time after time after time after time, you're gonna get desensitized to violence regardless. And the fact that you know what I'm saying, like we as adults are kind of desensitized to mass shootings now. You know what I mean? Is that like, oh another one? Right. <laughs> it's like is that is that because of the the uh. The violence that we've seen as as young men and youths in the G.I. Joe yeah. episodes where they were shooting guns, but they look like lasers. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of was introduced right. to us in like a, a, a fun kind of way. Like it's it's um no, it's real. And the same way that yeah, they that, that's a good way to put it. It it, it seemed it, it seemed fun. Like it was <clears throat> like it was all fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And nothing else. So that, that's a that's a good way to put it. And when uh, back to my comment about like Will taking it out vastly change culture? Probably not, and I still feel that way. However, if seeing Bugs Bunny or Elmer Fudd or whoever shoot people in the face without consequence, like they see it and then somehow, you know, God forbid a child gets hold of a gun and shoots it at someone because they thought it was fun, that one tragedy is way too many that, that you know, this cartoon could have caused. It reminds me of professional wrestling and kids trying to reenact those moves and killing somebody else or badly injuring mm-hmm. someone th- because they thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a level of social responsibility. Like, a- a- on the surface, it seems like, all right, we're going too far. 
all right, you know what I mean? And uh, what what next? You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure there's a crowd out there like, oh, they took away cops. They took away live PD. <laughs> they try to cancel Paw Patrol. Like, you know what I mean? Now this. and it, But you know what I mean? It does make sense if you think about it from like, I guess, a psychological or even uh, a sociological aspect. You know what I mean? Like, what effect does this nonstop scene of killing have on us as a culture? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the cops thing... They could have fixed cops. They didn't have to cancel it. It was probably uh, getting ready to be canceled anyway, and this was a good time to do it, maybe. But Live PD seemed pretty uh, uh, popular. I don't know if you ever seen that show. Um, no, nah, I never see it, seen it, nor Paw Patrol. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Paw Patrol's a cartoon. Um, not to be confused uh, with Paw Patrol, which is uh, on Pornhub. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled it, and shit just got crazy. Nah, but... <laughs> Now it's like a kids cartoon And it was like a, I think it was You know how like They make up those fake rumors Sometimes about like Cartoon characters And like just to cause An online debate They were saying something To the effect of They were thinking of uh, I Actually no no I think Paw Patrol Actually tweeted something About like uh, Black Lives Matter And then people were like mm-hmm. Just saying uh, Just started saying All kind of wild shit Like oh the cop this is a cop character on there. Oh, the cop character should be killed and blah, blah, blah. And then I think it turned into this whole big, like, fake news thing that they were going to cancel Paw Patrol and this, that, that, that. But it was just showing how silly, I guess, this whole debate can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that people are, like, sitting there arguing. But, but I do, the cop shows, I think, definitely, you know, had need to go. <laughs> like, they just were like, a, it was just, it was a bad look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. <clears throat> You mentioned that how ridiculous things can get once the internet gets a hold of it. Mm-hmm. I feel as if these protests, uh, when we keep the conversation in like a real life with, with you actually having to face the other person that's on the other side of the debate, mm-hmm. I feel as if it's gotten more subs- substantive. Like people get, actually get real points out because everyone just, I feel, you know, I hate that I'm an old grumpy man. I hate the internet. Everyone becomes idiots once they get on the internet and just say they say weird stuff no consequence and would look at a cartoon and say some oh that you know the, uh, gruff gruff has been gruff the crime dog has been uh, you know accused of about 10 cases of police brutality <laughs> i don't know about them them commercials no more dog Maybe have other people cheerleading that like cancel them Gruff the crime dog. Oh, this nigga want to take a bite out of crime. We know what crime means. It's code for black kids. <laughs> but, but my point is that shit could get rid. Like I, I like watching the news and seeing actual protesters, people who study this shit, and or they're living it, or they they have really thought out how what the type of change they need. Not that you need to think it out because like. It's right like in your face. people getting shot up or choked <laughs> out is, is you know self evident, but uh-huh. like really talking their pain, talking their life, and talking about the improvement they want to see. Like I like seeing that shit. The Twitter shit, it, it gives me high blood pressure. <laughs> so, to, uh, so to make sure I'm understanding, you're saying like when someone has to put their face to their statement and actually mm-hmm. like sit there, you 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 respect that more than somebody behind yeah. a, comp- a computer screen uh, talking tough talk. Being a, uh, an internet exactly. gangster, so to speak. Okay. Exactly. I got I mean, you, like man. Uh, Kevin Durant's a good example. Like a lot of the the wild statements they get controversy around him. A lot of them is in his Twitter or online or something like that. But when you see this guy get interviewed, like I I like watching Kevin Durant get interviewed. Like his all his shit is very level headed. Even if he has a quote unquote controversial opinion, he states it in, in a way that it makes total sense. I'm like okay, like, I might not agree, but I'm like right, I get it now. But when he's on the internet, his shit always comes off as like belligerent. 
Yeah. And the internet just, just I don't it not it either it does something to people or it does something to how people are interpreted or both. And I, I, that's what I don't like, especially Twitter with the the um, character limit. It's very interesting though that you say that because like I have to explain to my like my, my my girl sometimes like you know this shit ain't real. <laughs> like this ain't, this ain't real life You know what I'm saying And like It's like But to her it is You know what I mean And mm-hmm. like You know what I'm saying well, I, I will push back on, on you By saying that uh, I, I actually Mostly agree with you But on, on one level You gotta respect How real it is To some people Cause I remember uh, When we were in college Facebook was out And you know We used to mess around We had fun with it And to me Social media And the internet shit Was a game Like you go on and you have fun. You search shit and change your Black Planet shit and put put uh, Nelly rhymes on your your Black Planet profile shit. And that was it. And then you, my feeling was that I just walked away. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's my game avatar and shit. But you know, girlfriends I had at the time was like, yeah, you know, you put up some rhymes saying fuck that bitch and all that. I'm like, nah, I'm not even talking about you. Like that's my persona. Like that's that. <laughs> and what we, what I'm doing here is different. That's my and avatar. It, me, it was avatar. <laughs> that's my avatar. Like that's my represent. That's my like all. That's Alter Keith. That's that's a wreath. My altar. My alter ego. That nigga crazy. Me, I'm lovely. But. <laughs> But I think it took me a long time. I, you know, let's say I was what twenty twenty one at the time. I probably didn't really re- respect the internet until I was probably like in my early thirties, like mm. to understand it, it's real life to some people, right? Like when I go look for work, I'm going on the internet, and my internet persona, like I, I prepare that persona for work, and it's a it's a real thing. People make money off of it, and livelihoods, and all that shit. People mm. get fired off of the internet. So I, I I've come to res- I still feel like it's not that it's uh, yeah let me say stupid I feel that it's stupid but it is the reality and I have to figure out how to live around that. Well, I think we're saying the same thing though because you like you said you respect someone that says it in person or I respect someone that approaches someone in person as opposed to stepping up to them on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Because we know that yeah. it could be turned off. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like that opinion, that person, for some reason, it comes out as a dickhead, for lack of a better word. But that opinion is really their opinion. That might really be a true representative they are, but we can't take it serious because we're like, you know what I mean? You're hiding behind a computer. And and conversely, I'll tell like, you know, someone not to take offense to it because I'm like, you know, somebody said this hiding behind a computer, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, right. that's not gangster. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shouldn't affect your day. But to them, you know, like, that is, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it, I, I, I get, I get both points. You know what I'm saying? I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, before we wrap things up, Keith, man, I, I know this is a, a topic near and dear to your heart, man. But uh, the last have you heard? It's been a, it's been a lot of shit to hear this past couple of weeks. <laughs> but have you mm-hmm. heard, dog? The Aunt Jemima brand will be retired. I heard a little bit about that, and and that's uh, that's fascinating. Let me tell you what, man. I'm. Well, tell them. Don't, wait, I'm wait, someone. Before, before you get into, let's. Start, I gotta let them know why they're retiring it. Um, because it is based yeah. on a racist stereotype, and Quaker Oats has acknowledged this and admitted to it. So they they will be. But go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. With what you were saying. And, and, and Quaker and Quaker owns the the Aunt Jemima brand right now. Definitely yes. Which yeah. Quaker, so don't they have like a racist stereotype looking <laughs> um, mascot? I'm trying to remember what they Quaker Oats shit looked like back in the day. Quaker, Quaker Oats is just like some old, it's, like, it's a Quaker, it's a, like some white dude. Some white dude, right? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Like some Amish dude, like just, 
and painted. Like it's not like a photograph kind of thing. I'm thinking I'm thinking Colonel uh, Sanders. Painted. Colonel Sanders with the white suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's I don't know what the word is when you when you um uh, kind of have a bias towards somebody from a certain state or region, but whatever the word is, like it's that uh Kentucky fried chicken shit. Yeah. Some dude with a curly mustache. But I think people actually look like that at a time. So it's weird. I don't know if it's, it's necessarily <laughs> it's stereotypical, but I don't think it's it's an insult because I think he has a quite a fine fancy suit on and shit like that. Mustache all groomed. Was it, uh, An- Annabellum? Isn't it, isn't that that uh An- that <laughs> that time era? Whatever it was, it, it <laughs> shit looked like the shit. <laughs> it, it it looks because it's panned in real the um. The KFC shit is like the picture panned in on this guy's face, mm-hmm. but I feel as if like it's cropped. But I feel as if it, if you had the whole wide shot photo, <laughs> there'd be a plantation in the background, a big old white house with pillars and shit, people digging up tobacco and and oatmeal plants, whatever oatmeal comes from. Paula Dean in the background and shit. <laughs> Words, just all kinds of just racist shit in the background. NASCARs driving by and Confederate flags flying, but they tighten it up right onto his face, and something about it just don't it don't feel right. There's a lot of shit that don't feel right to black people, and that's one of them things. But how the KFC's your, delicious. How so. the Angel Mama shit though hit you though. Man. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I say is that famous bowl is something else. But the Aunt Jemima shit. Aunt Jemima shit. It's well that you know that one's a slam dunk because that that uh, stereotype of like the mammy, like the old black mammy and the nanny and shit like that. Yeah. That um, yeah, it's not something that's great to have out there. And and then when you look into it, Aunt Jemima, I'm not even I don't even think that she was the one who made the syrup originally. I think they just used the name to kind of give that feel or like that that branding of. This is like home cook stuff, and what people knew to be home cook stuff was really it was made in your home, but by your servant, pretty much. Gotcha. Okay. And Aunt Jemima is the servant who made this this syrup. She ain't profit. She ain't profit off it though, and she didn't profit off of it. And if you see the original pictures, the original pictures was wild, like wild racist. Like what you see now, like is 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 kind of bad. But man, if you see the history of the imagery of Aunt Jemima, boy, boy, oh boy, just go, just Google that shit because the <laughs> shit is just it's it's. But anyway, man, so I see why it had to go. Now, what was interesting to me is, uh, um, cr- the cream of wheat and you said Uncle this shit Dude, Dan, this shit is wild. <laughs> now that you mentioned, you see it, right? Yeah, <laughs> she done changed up over the years. <laughs> yeah, like this, like it's it's it changed up, man. Is and it's funny because they probably over the years they kind of just changed up, and they make no mention of like the change, kind of like Aunt Vivian, like they just change it, and just don't address it. <laughs> but the old shit, the old shit is insane, boy. And Uncle Ben and Cream of Wheat are, are looking at how like their brand and to see how offensive or whatever it is. Yeah, and. And uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I think it's like like Juneteenth. I, the more you know, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Word up. And and I I didn't know because Uncle Ben is a chef on the on the cover, like it's a, a black chef, like it's. But then again, like I don't, I didn't research what the old imagery is like. So if they have a black chef now, what the f- and the old black chef, like you know, the old imagery of old black 
dudes, like service workers. Yeah. Man, the, the imagery is sometimes it's tough to see. Like I know people who white people who collect like old racist collectibles. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the what the proper name for it. I'm sure in their circles, like they have there's like a nice name for it. But history, um, not hate. Yeah, I don't I guess it, like it would be like um you like you know like garden gnomes or like statues what's it called statuettes like shit that people have in their living room yeah like they have old statuettes of a black man holding like a uh, like hold like a servant with yeah. the old like that that the tuxedo on and shit like they would have shit like that like I saw that at, at an ex girlfriend's house like that shit I didn't know it at the time but that shit means a lot to somebody so if you like, if you kick that shit over and be like get that shit out of here <laughs> you got to get shot because of a well, that's a, a bad use of terms, but you gotta get somebody's gotta fight because <laughs> you kicked over, like you kicked over something that's really valuable and means something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's right or wrong, it really does mean something to them. So the Uncle Ben joint and the cream of wheat, I didn't, I honestly didn't see how it was racist, but I didn't study it. But I'm, I'm still learning. And uh, but Aunt Jemima had to go though. I heard the syrup is going to uh, the syrup is going to stay the same, but they'll rebrand it. Yeah, it's probably gonna be, be a- very fascinating. A different, different name, or something which like that, right? y'all and yeah, change the name and the branding and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And is it, it? They might as well make it a store brand or something. Because honestly, a lot of the the appeal to it was the brand. Like, all right, I'll get some Aunt Jemima. Like, I know what it is and I know what it tastes like. But then talking to y'all in the group chat, it's brought to my attention that Aunt Jemima the ingredient this tastes good, but the ingredients are kind of bullshit. It's mostly high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. probably some maple flavoring. That's why it tastes so for, good. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, that's probably why it's so addictive and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you know that you could be eating some better quality shit that's not as bad for you. I mean, make syrup, you know, the sugar and shit is bad for you, but might as well get something that's less bad for you. Very true. Uh, yeah, man, Aunt Jemima, racist shit. <laughs> Jemima had to, had to go cancel culture and Jemima, man. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it's uh. It's crazy that we accepted it for so long, though, right? We just accepted it as, as what it is. Like, we didn't know. We didn't know. And that's the interesting thing about everybody got to learn. But the truth about black life, like the, the black experience, is that at times we have to be taught to, like, we live in disadvantaged uh situations and sometimes we don't have we don't have the full context to know how disadvantaged we are mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's it's as like sometimes you live in these neighborhoods and that's just the way life goes and then you get a little exposure to other shit you be like yo y'all been living like this and i've been living like that you know what i'm saying like what if you when i used to play basketball i used to go to other schools and shit to play the the um you know visit other schools to play those teams at away games and i'm like yo y'all Y'all living like this? And it goes both ways. Because I think at Madison High School in Brooklyn, it's kind of a school in the middle, right? It's not the best school, but it's also nowhere near the worst. Mm-hmm. So I saw it on both ends. You go to some really nice schools in white neighborhoods, you'd be like, wow, or whiter neighborhoods. You'd be like, wow, y'all, okay. But then you go to some worse schools, I'm like, man, why they got y'all living like this? This is a you know, 80% black school, and they doing y'all like this? Like, So I seen that. I had that kind of context. And um, it... it, it it started my learning journey. So with the Aunt Jemima shit, even yeah, Aunt Jemima, I ate that. As a matter of fact, I I got some still. We got to finish that's in my fridge right now. To be honest with you, and it's like I just didn't know. Get your money's worth out of that. Be man. Perfectly, get your money's worth. I get. I'll be perfectly honest with you, bro. I got the the shit is in the fridge, and it's one of the joints. Like you know how Coke, 
Like um, once a year, they'll put the gla- old glass Coke with the old um, recipe. Yeah. It's the old Aunt Jemima bottle with the old shit from 1940, some retro shit. Oh, and shit. Uh, it's a collector's <laughs> item. Now, nah, fuck with you. <laughs> fuck with you. <laughs> that would be crazy if I had some wild <laughs> minstrel show shit in my fridge I got to look at every day. But that ass, though. I just didn't know, bro. I, 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 but the, it's the truth. I do have an Aunt Jemima in the fridge, and I just, I just did not know because I didn't know the history. I didn't really fully grasp grasp his connection with that legacy of people seeing black women as mammies and minstrelsy and, and all that stuff. And then also stealing her image to profit off of it. Like I, I just didn't know all that stuff. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at the current logo, it's like it's not offensive. The current one, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like we were supposed to look yeah. at it and be like shocked and outraged as kids. Because the current one is not right. offensive, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right. They kind of slipped one through, but we got y'all. We got your eye on. And we coming yeah. for everybody else <laughs> out there. We, yeah. the, we canceling all the other shit, man. But uh, that's another episode in the book, Keith. Man, where can the people out there, the good people out there, find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Awesome, awesome, man. You can find uh, your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram, at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also find uh, the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. And uh, Keith, we got a podcast. We got a podcast. We also got a website, brother. It's called PerfectTalkPodcast.com. Check that out for uh, every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast, um, including my uh, radio show, uh, The Night Shift, and also the radio show I do with my homeboy, DJ Show, uh, Money Talks Radio. Every episode of Perfect Talk podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and much, much more, man. So check that out. Keith, what you watching on uh, TV nowadays, brother? I'll be honest with you. They're not a lot right now, at least not this week. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fini- just finished up Insecure. So that 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 uh, finale was was dope. Uh, there was some mixed reviews online, but I liked it. Um, I got to check it out. I, 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 I got to binge season. the whole. Yeah, I'm going to binge the whole season because I just let it let it fly through and I'm just going to try to binge watch it. But um, was it was a good season all in all, in your opinion? Yeah, all in all, yeah, it's, it's always a dope season. This one was interesting, just showing showing growth. Because when you have young characters, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see to see them. You got to see them grow. Like they can't just stay like that for the whole time. I mean, I guess they could, especially in comedy series. It kind of makes it fun. Like when you look at um shows like um Workaholics, they never really grew up, so to speak. Yeah, but this show. It's just it's only in this it just finished up its fourth season and they already showing people growing. And I think it's a really co- cool, bold move and uh interesting for the audience. But what what I'm really uh tripping on right now is this app called Blinkist. Now, right. I didn't get the paid subscription yet. I'm just doing the trial, but the idea of it is fascinating because people are it's basically an app that gives you a like the short version, like a summary of some kind of nonfiction book. Okay. And there's some really good nonfiction books out there that people always suggest, but like, yeah, you know, you should read, you should read Brene Brown, her new shit, and da da da. And it always, when you're having that conversation, it always seems like a good idea. Yeah, you know what, word up and buy that shit. But then that conversation is over and reality hits, and you're like, nigga, I'm not spending two weeks just with this one lady's words. <laughs> but this shit breaks it down into like, on average, maybe like 20 minutes or less, almost all types of books. Like that new joint, uh, so the one I, I, I read slash listened to, it took about like 15, 20 minutes. It's about See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. What made you read that, that one? Like that. 
Because it was there, like it was like on the feet, and it was free too, by the way. Oh, okay. this is just I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't do the paid shit. Yeah, I just want to see how good it is. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's something I would never read because Zig Ziglar, I work in like sales, and a lot of people quote him, and I hate reading stuff like the the, the cliche type dudes that everybody quotes. Oh, got you. Okay. Um, yeah. So so I would never pick the book up, but when I listened to the summary, the shit was dope. And then there's also How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Really popular right now, especially for white people to really understand what their place, what their position or how they can play a role in fighting racism. What's it called? So how, that's how to really be an ex-racist? How, how to be an anti-racist. How to be anti-racist. <laughs> that would be crazy if it's called How to be an ex-racist. This <laughs> 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 is How to be an anti-racist. But it's interesting because I, I, um, I totally agree with the concept of the book. But the truth is, is that I got other shit I want to read. And honestly, this isn't high up on there. I might never get around to reading this. But they, let's see, I have it right in front of me. They somehow crunched it down to 13 minutes. Of a, of a, of an audio, but they they summarize it really good. And so, just check out Blinkist. I don't know if it's worth it yet. You know, for you to to pay for it, but at least it's worth it to try out. Because yeah. I don't even know if it's worth it for me to pay for it. But so far, I'm just amazed by the concept. Now keep us informed, man. Keep us informed. Blinkist, cut the check, man. <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm gonna download that app. Though. I'm gonna see what you're talking about because you you seem kind of excited about it. And Keith. Always gives me dope recommendations, man. That is the guy like I go to whenever I need advice on something. So make sure y'all check that out. And uh we're gonna catch y'all next time, man. Say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Peace.